Hello everyone, and welcome to All in One Dallas Sports. My name is Matt Grimes, and I'm here today with my co-host, Jake Riney. Today, we're going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. So today, my bet of the day, whenever you hear this, will be Lakers plus five and a half. Uh, game five at the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Jake, what's your bet of the day? So, just so everyone knows, we are recording this Monday the 31st, but it will probably be out Tuesday. But my play of the day is going to be Nets spread. It's a big spread. It's 12 and a half. But, you know, I think they can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jason Tatum's not going to have 40 or 50 every game. I think he slows down this game. I think they just run away with it. And open ears right now, people. Because all open in one, up. Listen up right now. We've been telling you. And y'all better be listening. Because all in one Dallas sports, all of our bets, we're up 24.66 units. What does that mean, Mac? That means if you bet 10 bucks on everything we told you, you would have $240 in your pocket. In your pocket. Literally free money. In the money. bank. Literally free money. Just open your ears. And you get free money. Come on. That's all you got to do. Um, also, uh, shout out to Kyle McAdam. Um, he was one of the top three followers of the week, and he won the prize giveaway of $10. So make sure to stay active on Twitter. Um, the three most active people on our Twitter will be a part of a contest um, for follower of the week. And... Well, you'll have a nice little giveaway, a little free cash. So, Yeah, this last giveaway, we asked three contestants. That was Kyle McAdam, Justin Poole, and Jess Poole. We had them predict KP's points and rebounds, and whoever was closest wins. So simple as that. We'll ask something about the game. You get close, you get free money. Yep. Make sure to so, turn the noties on. We're uh, giving we out money on this so. show. Yeah, come on. We're giving out money because we're making money. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're going to hop into this, to this, this tragedy. This, yeah. This pitiful <laughs> game. There are upsides though. We'll talk about everything. Yeah. Well, uh, first I kind of want to talk about the chess moves. Um, it's finally taken. We kind of saw a little bit more of it in game three cause Zubac played like 11 minutes, but this game, the Clippers just started small. Uh, saw Tyloo actually win them a game. Just breaking it down from the get, I love that they got KP involved early. He scored the yeah. first four points. It was the big, that was the biggest lead of our game. Yeah, kind of like uh, what the announcers were saying. I liked how when he caught it and he was in a spot, you know, it was at the rim. He was shooting it. He wasn't hesitating. You know, he looked confident. I think he started three for three or at least two for two. He was he was so. two for two because. I'm not sure about the third one. I know Luca in that third possession tried to force feed KP the ball mm-hmm. when it wasn't open and it was a turnover. Um, I was kind of disappointed with our chess move of being Boba. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the biggest move we had all night. Like I that love Boban. I love Boban, but hey, uh, he did he did have good minutes, but yeah, that's not he, how we're gonna win playoff games against. Yeah, the but Clippers. no way we're gonna win that game. Yeah, if, uh, that, if that was just like a little couple minute spurt, you know, give us some energy, then we get back to it and start going. You know, yeah, it's fine. I mean, that can't be 
game plan. Carlisle's out coached. Um, yeah, the first time. It's also kind of hard not to get out coached when your team puts up literally the worst <laughs> offensive performance they've had all year. All year. Statistically the worst Statistically offensive. Statistically the worst. Like, it's not just like, oh, we lost, we looked horrible, it's the worst offense. It is statistically the worst offensive game we've ever played. Like, even worse than those games where we we lost we lost to the Thunder, we lost to the Rockets. We've had some horrible losses all year. And like for those who don't watch the Mavs like consistently and don't watch all the games, you might look at it and it's like, oh wow, the Mavs suck. But like we know the Mavs are capable of that. But we also know the Mavs are capable of game one and two. Like we are <clears throat> such a hit or miss team. If our offense is rolling, we're an elite team. If our offense is not rolling, we are like the most beatable team in the NBA. We were five for thirty from three, which is about sixteen percent. Yeah, not probably probably what Lucas free throw percentage is right now. Actually, yeah. Oh my god, he yeah. cannot hit free throws. I, hit it's just throw. it's a mental thing. Um, before we get into move on to some takeaways, can I talk about Rick for a minute? Go, go off. Okay, so. I have a lot of people, um, whether on Twitter or whatever, talk about how Rick shouldn't be the coach. Nonsense. Name me another coach. Like, if you want to look up the top three tenured coaches, it's Rick, Pop, and Spolstra. No particular order. Those are considered three of the top five coaches in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And, like... I heard somebody say that Thibodeau's a better coach. I don't think Thibodeau's won a playoff series since 2013. <laughs> the only reason he looks better in the regular season, and it's showing right now in this Hawks-Knicks series, is because Tibbs plays his players 40 minutes a game. And Luka plays 34 minutes. But if you played Luka six more minutes, those six minutes of Luka are better than six minutes of Tyler Bay or Josh Green. Like, yeah. he's just to grind you out in a regular season. I think it's blasphemous. Luca with a pinched Smith. nerve is better than any player on our team. Yeah. And I just, you got to look at the roster and you got to say, like, wow, we are missing a lot. Like, it's not on Rick. Like, the fact that Rick, if this game goes in six for the Clippers, it sucks. But, like, Rick got you two games. You know, like the first he helped two games at home too, or at their on home. On the road, yeah. Like you just have to look like we don't have anybody on defense to stop, and all this Mosley needs to be the head coach. Mosley's the defensive coordinator. Like I don't think people understand that he's the defensive coach, and the defense sucks. Yeah, Rick's the offensive They're... coach. This was his one the bad offensive game, but you also can't control how your team shoots. We've also put up and. In- insane offensive performances the last the previous three games even the game we lost our offensive rating was above 120 which i think of 130 playoff playoff average right now is probably hovering around 110 115 yeah besides this game i don't think we've had an offensive rating below 130 like game two our offensive rating was like 145 like Mm -hmm. we we've been playing phenomenal on offense um we're yeah whenever you know, we see their small we see their small ball strategy now. They're gonna dissect the film. We're gonna come back with something different next game. You know, it's it's not hopefully, I mean, it's not the same story, but I mean when look at Kawhi Leonard, dude. What does anyone have any suggestions for what they're supposed to do? I mean 
he's playing out of this world. He's him and Luca are have the two best are the two best playoff performers right now. And I mean Kawhi played definitely played better last game. Um real quick, I just want to throw this stat out. A little bit I'm backtracking a little bit based on the Rick stuff. Um based on quality of shots taken. The Mavs were expected to win by 1.26 points. Like, I, I like, the, I think that just goes to show. Like, we had a really, really, really off shooting night. Like, this is an awful performance. It's a performance that you don't even watch a tape. Just throw the tape in the trash. Forget about it. Get your mindset ready for Game Five. Yeah, like, just forget about it. Honestly, that's the best thing they can do. And also, last thing about Rick, if you're in the boat of let's fire Rick. You're going to be in that boat for the next however long he wants to be there. Yeah, he's but not going anywhere. If, you, if you're a diehard Mavs fan, you're going to remember the years of Avery Johnson, where he got outcoached in the 06 finals after going up 2-0. He got and the next year. outcoached by Don Nelson, the old coach of the Mavs, when we were a one seed and the Warriors were an eight seed and we were up 2-0. And then he lost to the Pel- or the Hornets with Chris Paul. Like He was outcoached once again. That's how you get fired. There's no way I could look back on the last couple years of Rick and say, no, he was out coached. He's the reason we lost. And until that happens, he won't get fired. Like, no, he's been here forever. You've got to understand. It's not just about like one game or, oh, his rotation in the regular season looks weird. Let's fire him. It's a Mm -hmm. lot that goes into it. You're not just going to fire a Hall of Fame coach because, oh, you don't like his regular season rotations. How about a fire Spolster train? They just got swept. Are you, yeah. Do you think Spolster's going anywhere? No. no. Just no. took them to the finals. They go to the playoffs every year. Rick has made horrible Mavs teams relevant and in the playoffs. Like yeah. With if we had an average coach, you know, these mid two thousands, like twenty fourteen to twenty, before Luca, basically, we we would have been out of the playoffs. We would have been a 10, 11, 12 seed. Yeah, and, like, you also have to look at, like, around the league. Like, the Pacers fired Nate McMillan, right? Dumpster fired this year. Didn't even make the playoffs. Nate McMillan, the Hawks are 28-2 and at home since he took over. Like, the Hawks have been – they're, like, something like 31-10 and with Nate McMillan as the head coach. Like, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So, like, Mm -hmm. I get people are upset, but, like, Calm it down. Like I just cut think, him like, some slack. <laughs> I, I hearing it just like infuriates me because I just think the takes ridiculous. And like, if you are have been a Mavs fan and you get basketball and you've been a Mavs fan for the duration of your life and you've seen the coaches and you've seen what he's been able to do with the teams we've had, what past coaches have done, like you understand that Rick's the guy. Yeah, there's some faults with him, but like he's still gonna be the guy going forward. And I think Rondo, I mean, off the top of my head, Rondo's the only, I mean, Luca and him have had their spites, but Luca's also a hothead sometimes. Yeah, a hothead. So the only person I've ever seen have a problem with Rick is Rondo. And Rondo's the most stubborn person on this planet. So, and I, I mean, I'm sure Rick is stubborn too, but oh, yeah. you know, the man won, won a championship when all odds were against him. Went through the toughest, literally the toughest route. He took the Blazers who had Brandon Roy, 
before like his last knee injury, they beat the they swept the two time defending Lakers. Then they went on to beat an OKC Thunder team that made the finals the next year with KD, James Harden, and right. Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, and then we beat the Heat, the Big Three. Like that's a like how many All Stars is that? Ten. Oh, dude, it's more than ten. Because I, mean, I bet you Brandon Roy made Wade, it. Bosch. I bet you Brandon Roy made it. We could Kobe, fact check. Powell, Katie, Bynum, Westbrook, Harden, Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. I mean, come Did on. You count Bynum? I was pretty sure Bynum was an All Star that year. He's yeah, either an All Star or that year. No, it was that year because then he got traded to Philly, Philly. and did nothing <laughs> with his career right after that. Yeah. But what we're saying is leave Rick alone, dude. We just stole the first two games of this series. No no team has won a home game. Like, oh, it's just frustrating. If that trend continues, we'll win the series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, honestly, like, yeah. I, like, also people who thought we'd sweep from the get are just kind of like a – it's also a little ridiculous it's a little to me. Far-fetched. Like, if we won game three, do I think it'd be a sweep or a gentleman sweep? Yeah, maybe. But you'd have to win game three. Um, but I also like to say, like, if you said that we're 2 2 with the Clippers, like, I'm okay with that. Like, they're the better team. Mm-hmm. Now, we've worked it down from a best of seven series to now a best of three. So that's a little positive outlook. Um, but takeaways, you want to jump into it? Yeah, for sure. So, kind of like what we said, worst offensive game in the whole entire season. 84.4 offensive rating. Just can't have it. Not going to cut it. You will never win a playoff game. I don't care who you have. Like, flush it. I don't care what. Yeah, flush it. Yeah. But, <laughs> surprisingly, best defensive game of the series. Yep. 113.4 defensive rating. You know, the three then, games before. The, the ratings are based, if you don't know, it's per 100 possessions. Mm-hmm. So, so how many points per 100 possessions? So, like, obviously the Clippers didn't get to 113 points. Um, but they also didn't have 100 possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we didn't get to 84 points, but we didn't have 100 possessions. So you have to look at it like it's per 100 possessions. Um, but, yeah, just to clarify for anyone who doesn't know that. I'll say KP looked better than he did in game one and game three. His defense is still a liability, but I thought he did better defensively um, mm. than he has. And like he had a, he talked about earlier at the beginning of this season, how, cause for those of you who don't know, KP was known as a unicorn in New York. I mean, he's still called the unicorn, but he's called the unicorn because he could hit 40 foot shots and he could also be a rim protector. Um, mm-hmm. and he's just talked about how he sees what's happening <clears throat> and it just seems like his body can't get there in time. Like maybe like a half second late, a second late. Yeah. I, mean, like, I do think that like, I mean, I don't know if that trend's going to continue. He is young. He has had some injuries, but I think if he had a healthy off season, I think we'd see a better version of him. And for all those people who say like, Oh, we need to trade KP right now. What are you going to get back? Like I, I'm just I'm curious like what you think is like the right move, um, because you're not gonna get his value, um, and I really don't see they've compared 
the Luca KP thing to Dirk and Nash. Mm-hmm. Dirk and Nash didn't work out in Dallas. Like, yeah. that, that's a fact. When Nash got traded, he became a two-time back-to-back MVP <laughs> and had the best offense that was in the NBA at the time or had the NBA had ever seen in the seven seconds or less offense with D'Antoni. And they've talked about how they're not going to just like, I don't know, like sell KP. They're not going to trade KP because they don't want the same thing to happen with Nash and Dirk. Because like, mm-hmm. if we could all go back, yeah, we'd love Nash on the maps. It took him a year or two right after to become a two-time MVP. Like that'd be think about that combo you know so i think they are gonna give it time you can say trade kp all you want but like it's just probably not gonna happen unless we got a phenomenal package back like you just have to be realistic about what the mavs want to do yeah and the reason for that is there is not a single player in the entire league like him not yeah. even close He's there's the- no one that height that can move like that that can shoot like that and like, I, I can't even think of anybody. What if next year? Because he hasn't had a full season with the Mavs where he hasn't been injured because he came in with his ACL injury. Then he tore his MCL and had surgery in the offseason. Mm-hmm. He has a full offseason to work on his body. What if he comes back and is that rim protector? You yeah, know, and- like you trade him and you see that with another team and you're sitting here like, wow, we got Andrew Wiggins for yeah. a PP? Like, Maybe like Wiseman, but Wiseman just had another knee injury. He's seven foot two. So like, what's the difference like of trading those guys for possibly another super injury prone big, you know? And like contractually, Wiggins is cost as much as KP. So mm-hmm. like, it's not <laughs> the ceiling of KP's worth holding on to him. Exactly, exactly. The floor, the floor is tough. Like I take Andrew Wiggins' floor over KP's floor, but I take KP's ceiling ten out of ten times over mm-hmm. Andrew ceiling definitely and kind of like what you were saying with kp being injured um you know just like even just like chemistry you know getting in the gym you know working out with your teammates it it just makes all the difference in the world yeah like and he hasn't had that opportunity yet and like he's the only map that i can sit here and say yeah he showed up at least offensively um, he yeah. was seven for 12, took care of business at the free throw line. 80% had 18 points, um, five boards. I mean, like, man, if we were hitting shots around him, this game is so different. You have to think besides Luca and KP, our starters had 12 points. Did Maxi score? No, no, Max didn't score. I don't do Maxi's. He's having a tough Dude season. Is, dude's out there for defense and it's getting cooked. I don't know. I, I think I don't think he should start the next game. He can't like I we love Maxi, but yeah. he, he just can't guard Kawhi. And the thing is is like you, Kawhi and Dodo who's Dorian Finney Smith. Um they've been on PG and Kawhi the entire game. Like the, I mean, the entire series. Like they know Kawhi and PG know what they can do against them. They know what they're gonna do, and they're just getting comfortable. Like you have to. I think we'll see some adjustments, and we'll get into that on the next pod. But you gotta adjust something and just throw different looks at them because they're not stopping them, and they're out there for defense. So why not throw another look at them? Um, if yeah. you're not gonna stop them, just throw something else better at them. I think you just you gotta make them take as many jump. I mean, they're. <laughs> Him and Paul George are playing out of their mind, first of all. But Kawhi's playing. Kawhi is. If Kawhi's we having a historic playoff 
Yeah. Serious. They're shooting 88. Them two combined are shooting 80 or not combined 88 and 82% at the rim. Like they're Crazy. getting what they want. Um, but yeah, well, I was 11 for 15 last night. He was like 11 for 13 the game before. I mean, what do you do? And don't put it on the defense. Don't put it on Rick. Just being honest, we don't have anything to throw at him that yeah. he hasn't seen. You just got to just, I don't know, just have big, like you mentioned Willie. Um, like, you can either look for bigs. You either go bigger, bring in Willie as your rim protector because he's the best rim protector on the team, or you go smaller and you sit max and you start like Jay Rich. Mm-hmm. And you put Dodo on Kawhi, and you switch it up throughout the game. Then you can bring in Maxi because it's not like Maxi can't defend Kawhi in spot minutes. He just d- cannot be the only one defending Kawhi. No. <laughs> and for those who wonder why can't you put Dorian Finney-Smith on Kawhi, because Kawhi will body him down low. Like we saw Marcus Morris just bullied him. Like Kawhi's mm-hmm. biggest strength on offense is his strength. He's a strong, strong 6'8". And he'll bully anybody down. And that's why you have to play like Maxi or like, I'm going to hate me saying this, but like Dwight Powell, like Willie Collins. You have to play somebody who's big enough. Melly. Enough, like Melly <laughs> to at least hang with him down low because that's what he loves. You have mm-hmm. to force him to be a jump shooter. He's just unlucky for us. He's in full robot mode and hitting everything. Yeah, he is. We don't we like don't the like Clippers, him. and Kawhi does not like us. Yep. That's pretty evident. He is on fire, and Luka did not have a great night either. No, we're pretty optimistic that won't happen again because as did. of before the game yesterday, he was averaging the most points per game in playoff history. So Yeah, and he got hurt. Fought through it in game three. I was actually at game three. Um, you saw him getting treatment in game four. He was getting the same treatment in game three in the second half. Um, but I feel optimistic that his pinched nerve, which pinched nerve, I'm using air quotes. Mm-hmm. They say it's a cervical strain, but it's a pinched nerve. Um, mm-hmm. Through like the different doctors that like have been talking on Mavs Twitter, like all that stuff. The way he talks about the pain, how it started in his neck and works its way down. It's a pinched nerve. Um, his arm. Yeah. He was um, in pain throwing a cross-court pass to Maxi. I remember yeah. seeing that. I think um, one thing to – I'm not too concerned with the injury. Now, I could be wrong, and he doesn't look the same, and the series is over. But – He's getting two full days off, pretty much 70. He's pretty much getting like 68 hours off between mm-hmm. games tips. Uh, the end of game four and the tip of game five. I think with the treatment, like this game, he had one full day off. Um, so he had like, I don't know, like 40 some hours between games. So didn't have enough rest. I think having the rest, and he talked about how it felt better after game four than it did after game three, how it felt better during the day, too. Like it sounds like. It's getting better as it goes on. It's just like when he goes out there, he knows he's going to like aggravate it. But, I mean, we've seen him play through injuries like last year. Um, and the bubble. The, his best game ever. Yeah. <laughs> he was injured with his ankle. Yeah. And he the game before that, he had a really bad game with his ankle. Mm-hmm. You know? And KP played well. So, I mean, he's, you never know. He's, he's just – he's a generational talent. He's going to be one of the best players ever. I mean, he's – He's going to figure it out. We just need – and he makes everyone better just the second he steps on the floor. Yeah. We just need everyone around him to step up a little. 
And Tam? Mavs fans just pray Kawhi and Paul George start missing some shots. Because like, if they're hitting shots, we we got to be fantastic. Yeah, they were hitting shots in game two, and we played pretty fantastic. It's just like you have to – like we need Tim or we need Dodo to be a monster. Like if Tim gets you 20, I feel like we win the game. Yeah, and we need better Josh minutes too. Josh is – and I know he doesn't play too much, but I think, know, I think whenever he goes out there, he almost looks a little – not scared, but just offensively, he doesn't look great. Defensively, I I enjoy the Josh minutes at least because I know he's gonna at least hustle. But like his offensive decision making is just pitiful. Yeah. He, I think Rondo fouled him yesterday when he was dribbling, or it was I think it might have been a handoff, but yeah, I don't I don't think it was a foul. It was pretty close, but I think he just needs more confidence. Yeah. I don't know. To, I those mean, three got it. Our wings got to be huge. We just, you can't, you just have to think. We will win this series outscoring the Clippers. Like, yeah, obviously, that's, that's how you win the game. You score more points, but I'm saying, like, it, we're saying we're not going to stop them with defense. Stop. It's all about our offense. There's a lot of pressure on our offense. I think a couple days off. Game five's a big game. I'm. I'm not gonna say it's a must win, or I'm just, or the series is over, but it's pretty much up there. Cause like yeah. in my mind, like I think Luca's good enough. Like I think for a game. So like if we lose game five, we come back home. Luca plays phenomenal. We win game six. Then it's game seven. You know, anything can happen in game seven. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I just I doubt we shoot that bad again. Like, if we shoot yeah. that bad again, that's just going to be shocking. Shocking. And I, I do have the confidence, you know, and I, I know we're not guaranteed to win this round or anything like that, but if we did make it past this round, we'll have Utah or Memphis, and I am so much more confident against those two teams than the Clippers. I think the Clippers are the best team in the West right now with Anthony Davis out for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So we're playing the best team in the Western Conference. Top three. I mean, with Kawhi, like the way Kawhi is playing, man. Kawhi is playing like 2019. They're a top three team in the league right yeah. now. And the whole thing was like what I was saying, like why we would lose this series if Kawhi plays like he's a top three player in the world. And he's playing like the best player. Not even top three. He's playing like the best player in the world. Um, I think he's a it's him or Luke is the best in the playoffs, man. Yeah, and you can say Luke, like the only reason Kawhi's not talked about is because of the way Luke has been playing. Like he had twenty nine points on fifteen shots, ten boards, three assists, three steals, two blocks. Just yeah, and he's a men- he's killing us on defense too. He's a menace, dude. He's a menace. And like, if y'all remember, before the series started, this wasn't our favorite matchup. Like, there, this is probably the last matchup we'd pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, I'm trying to take a positive spin off of it. To be two two against this team, you've got to be feel good about the match. Take the series trends out of the way. Mm. It's two, we two. won two, they won two, yeah. anything can happen. Bottom line, it's best of three. Um, if Luca's healthy, we have the most impactful player 
Because I don't know the way Kawhi is playing. I don't know if Kawhi is better than Luka or vice versa. So I'm not going to say. But I know Luka is the most impactful. Because we've seen what an off Luka night looks like with the Mavs team versus Luka on. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the thing about Kawhi's defense. That just... That separates him from the pack, I think. That's like his offensive game is obviously great, but you know, I think Harden, Katie, Luca all got better offensive games. But when you bring his defense into it, just, dude, he's just so methodical, a man. Tough like, matchup, man. He's just a such a methodical <laughs> player, and like, I don't know. I've got hope for the future. Um, game five. I mean, honestly, I'd rather have lost this game in a blowout then it'd be a heartbreaker because mm-hmm. think about being up 17 points in the first quarter of game three, you blow the lead, you blow the game. Then going to game four, you lose a heartbreaker. Like that's really tough to overcome. Like both on your home court, like hopefully this is one of those just like, we'll flush it. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like 2011 when the Mavs had a 22 point lead against the Blazers and they blew it in the fourth quarter. And mm-hmm. the series was tied 2-2. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, Dirk's not it. Like, he can't be clutch. Um, and all this stuff, like, they're not going to win this series. Like, they just got torched. It's just a lot of overreactions. And they could obviously win this series. It's best of three. So, I think it – and they're the better team. Um, but, like, there's just a lot of overreactions. And you just have to sit back and be like, look, series is 2-2. <laughs> Um, so imagine what Clippers fans are saying right now. You know, obviously they're happy, they're winning, but you know we punched them in the face coming into this series. You know, and you you don't think they're saying, you know, if the Mavs play like that again, we're done. So don't yeah. freak out. We just have to if we play our game. I'm yeah. confident. Yeah, we need Tim to be Tim or Tim of Game One and Two, Tim. Um, mm-hmm. KP needs to play well. There's also shot making from those guys limits their transition. You know, limits Kawhi getting the rebound and taking it, and then yeah. it's a four on three. It's a you know, it's a four on four. Kawhi coming at you full steam. You know, that's a pull up dunk or foul. And yeah, you know, and we've seen a lot. Like if they get the fast break, we seem to try to stop the ball. We foul early. We, we all transition. We, yeah, like, that's a trend. We have to play our pace. Keys to map success, just in this series. Our pace. Have to hit shots because when we hit shots, it makes the whole offense just hump. Because, and our bench gets into it and we're fired up. And- yeah, and like it, it translates to the defensive side. And like if you have um, – if we have shot making, it takes so much pressure off Luka. Mm-hmm. To have to be that guy. Like, his usage rate this game, even in his worst game, was 38.1, which is absurd. Um, <laughs> because, like, nobody else really had it going, not saying he did either. And there's a lot of things. Um, free throws is something he needs to work on this offseason because it just kills all the moments. Oh, man. It's it, bad. Like, like, I was – game three, he missed a ton of free throws. Um, I think he was, like – shot like under 40 percent from the line and like it just kills the like you could just feel it it just killed the momentum like you go up to the line you get fouled it's like the third foul on pg and the first half you're feeling good 
Luca goes up there and bricks two free throws. They get out in transition and go get a bucket. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow. Like, what four point be? turnaround right yeah, there. Yeah, four point turnaround. And it's like, you those little things matter so much in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Like the little momentum swings in the game. So I'm hoping game five, we come out, offense is hitting on our cylinders. And yeah, we just we have don't to- get down. Don't get down. Stay positive. Um, you know, we we stole two against this team last year, and I think this year's team is better than last year's team. Yeah. You know, if we're running on full cylinders, we're taking this series. I know, we've seen. Yeah, we've seen what we... You think our guys aren't pissed off? You think, you think they want to lose this series? You think they don't want to hit shots? You know, they're shooting right now as we speak. They're, yeah. They're watching film. They're... Mad, dude. They, I know they want this series so bad. This is their pride. They don't want to lose this team two years in a row. Yeah. Hindsight, we have thirty-four point one million dollars in cap space <laughs> coming here. Let me just add that in. So, you real quick sidebar too. I think this next game is going to be the scrappiest game of the entire playoffs. Yeah. I think. I think there's going to be a fight. There's going to be texts. Oh, the benches are going to be into let it. Let me. Let me say this. Pat Beverly. Yeah. Good, nice nice five down, minutes. <laughs> can sit down. Like, every, okay. He started game one. He started game two. He played five minutes in game three because he gets run off the court because Luca, as Luca says, he's too awesome. small. Um, too and he stays like he just aggravates me so much. He stays there just talking all he wants. And I saw he got in in the fourth quarter garbage time. I think he got an and one on. Um, Melly, on Melly, who played four minutes and fourteen seconds, you got an and one flexed screen <laughs> and one when you're up like twenty. I'm like, dude, you don't yeah. play in this series because Lucas said I don't want you to play. I'm gonna take advantage of you if you're on the court. Pat Bev is a loser, and all in one Dallas sports is about to become JJ Barea fan page, Pat Bev hate page. Yep. So keep an eye out for that. Also, I would just like. To point out the first game, Patrick Beverly started, played almost 18 minutes. Luca ran him off the floor. He barely played five minutes yesterday. So, Pat Bev, if you somehow hear this, shut up. Yeah, and like <laughs> he played five. He played 505, and you also have to think they were up, they were up. <laughs> he right? he got the garbage <laughs> minutes. Like, and also this whole thing about he Luke, played with Luke Kennard's first minutes of the whole series. Yeah, and my whole thing about Luke Kennard's not touching the court. I was wrong. Luke Kennard got some garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, even Yogi Ferrell and Amir Coffee got some too. Yeah, but I mean, I was gonna say like, if you look around the league, like, there's always a, there's gonna be games in a playoff series that are blowouts, and it doesn't mean the series is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the Celtics. Like the Nuggets blew out the Blazers. Oh yeah, I mean even Celtics the Celtics stolen against the Nets. Everyone, I'm sure, picked the Nets to sweep. You know, and they they almost took another. And like you were saying, I think Grizzlies, Jazz, Grizzlies yeah, stole like, one. Grizzlies stole one. Like Nuggets blew out the Blazers. Then it was yeah. a close game. They just blow each other out. And then the Blazers <laughs> blew out the Nuggets. Like <laughs> they just switch. Um, so yeah, keep hope for this next game. Um, don't be down. We'll, don't be down. Worst even performance if it, of the entire season. That is an anomaly. Yeah. This is the biggest playoff game the Mavs have had in the Luka Doncic era. Um, if we lose this game, the next biggest one will be game six. So mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just uh, – and for those people, last thing I want to add, 
I said, like, why is Luca playing at the end of the game? You tell Luca to sit down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Try to get him off. He, and, like, the thing is, like... He's a competitor. The way, like, the, how bad we played on offense, like, Dodo made two of his threes in the fourth quarter. Out of the five we made. Uh, so, like, Jeez. it's it's all about, like, they're trying to get in rhythm. You know, you yeah. have to see the rhythm. You have to see the flow of the game. So, like, that's why they stayed in. Um, and the Clippers throughout that new lineup, you know, it's they yeah, were they a played problem. a great defensive game too. They were giving us some trouble, but we were also getting we we're getting good shots. We just need to hit them. Yeah. Um, let me find this. Yeah. Okay. Let me say this. Um, Nicholas Batum, him and Luca on Clippers are plus twenty three. Nicholas Batum on on Doncic off. Clippers are plus 24. Batum off, Doncic on, plus 32. The maps are. So, as weird as it sounds, like, that lineup change, like, definitely affects the maps in a lot of different ways. Just the way they're able to switch all across the court. Um, they're a lot faster. Um, but, yeah, I think we come back with some adjustments in game two, whether we go smaller, whether we go bigger. We'll jump into that on pod number six, which should be out Wednesday before the game. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. For sure. So wish wish our math some luck. Yep. Because they'll probably need some of it. Get to praying. Get to praying. Yeah. Hope you guys have had a great Memorial Weekend. Make sure to check out this pod. It should be dropped on Tuesday. And make sure Wednesday to keep your notifications on for um, pod number six, which we'll be talking about game five adjustments, um, what we need to see, what we need to do to win, and how we can pull off uh, an upset in LA. Absolutely. So hopefully we'll we'll be in a little more cheery mood. Then hopefully Mavs come away with this dub. But if you want to keep up with everything Mavs, uh, everything Rangers, Cowboys, Stars, be sure you follow us on Twitter at All in One Dallas Sports. Go join our favorite follower JJ Berea. Yep. Yeah, that's JJ Berea. He follows us on Twitter. Out of the three hundred and thirty, what? Yeah, he follows us. Also, um, I'd like to add, um, Dirk looked me in the eye at the AAC um, <laughs> when I was on the Jumbotron. I know if, he looked at me. If anyone was at the Mavs game and saw them show Dirk on the Jumbotron and then saw a guy holding up a Dirk jersey right after that on the Jumbotron, that was our friend Mac here on All in One Dallas Sports. Yep. So we're everywhere, man. We're, we're, everywhere. we're making y'all money. We're... We're supporting these teams, man. Y'all got to support us. Yeah. Return the favor. We're everywhere, man. Show show some love. Come on. (laughs) So we will catch you guys next time here on On One Dallas Sports.